ready to roll. Uh, hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Our Drunken History. Zach and Trav here. We're coming to you live from my living room. Tonight is the first round of the NFL Draft. So we've geared our podcast towards draft history tonight. Yeah, there's been uh, some uh, some pretty big moments in dr- with the draft history. Mainly, uh, we're going to talk about some of the some of the good stuff that ha- has happened. Some good players have been picked up, and then uh, some of the bumps. Oh, we're not that- even wearing a microphone. I'm not even wearing a microphone. <laughs> my broke microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. My bad. Hopefully, you guys could hear me because sure I think I they I think they pick up pretty. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now you can hear me on my dingle dangle microphone. I broke this one last week. <laughs> anyway, as I said, we're coming to you from the living room, covering the draft, watching the draft. If we get a little distracted, go easy on us. We're both football fans. Um, I love the draft. It's it's uh, probably my favorite part of the NFL season, except the Super Bowl. I don't know. I really I really get into the combine too, which we'll kind of get into. Yeah, I followed it off and on through the years. Yeah, yeah. So it, this year, I haven't paid attention too closely to it. I did a little bit of looking into it. Uh, on years where, since I'm a big Arkansas Razorbacks fan, so usually on years when we're expecting to have a few players drafted, I play pay more attention to it. So not years. not often. <laughs> <laughs> There's one year we had like four or five players drafted. No, I'm playing. I've, I've become a Razorbacks fan. I've adopted <laughs> them as my team. I think we're expecting one player to get drafted in the first round this year. Uh, Drew linebacker. Yep. yep. So I'll be anxious to see where he goes. Yeah. Uh. I'm a I'm a big Packers fan, and as I don't know, I'm sure you guys, some of you know anyway. This has been a really exciting uh, pre-draft with the Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets going through finally. Yeah, I was I didn't even know if that was actually going to happen or not. They've been talking it about was, it for so they long. Were, they were flirting with it for so long. It got to be uh, old news, but uh, I'm I'm on a personal level, I'm glad it went through. Uh, Rodgers was great, but man, he's a little bit flaky. I'm, I'm glad to have a little bit of a fresh start. I want to see what Love can do for us. Uh, I'm. I hope Rogers does well with the Jets. I wish. I wish him well. He's. You know. He had a great 18 years in Green Bay. Uh, but anyway, that moved us up to 13th in yeah. the draft. So we'll see what we do with that. I think he's going to take the Brett Favre route. He's going to play a year at the Jets, and then he's going to go to the Vikings and replace Cousins. Like, and, I mean, who knows? And then take him to the playoffs and maybe win a Super Bowl. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's, 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 you know, he, he's already said he plans on playing more than a one-and-done in New York. So Okay, well. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm personally hoping that uh, that Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State makes it to the Packers. Uh, as, as shitty as it would be for Rodgers, because I know for so many years he wanted a... a wide receiver in the first round and never got it. Yeah, that's who they were talking yeah. about. They might actually draft some big receivers this year and then uh, Rodgers is going to be gone. So Yeah, get him some young weapons and, and get love the support he needs. I mean, I think they could be – it's been proven that you can be a good team Yeah, with a good quarter – you can be a great team with a good quarterback. Yeah. You know, you, you can you, – you don't have to have – you can have a great quarterback on a terrible team. But not often do you have a, a great team with a terrible quarterback. So hopefully all Love has to do is come in and not fuck up. Well, really, though, if you if you look back at that, if you want to go to a college level on that, uh, if you look at Alabama over the last several years, they've had several quarterbacks drafted. Um, 
But they have really haven't done that well in the NFL. They, not yet, yeah. But those teams have been great teams. I, I think Bryce Young is the one to do it. Yeah. I do. He, he seems like he has all those intangibles. Yeah, he's short. So was Drew Brees, and he oh, yeah. did pretty okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like, But those teams were loaded with talent. They were great teams, and they had game manager-type quarterbacks, right. a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, go back to, like, A.J. McCarron was, and he was the stereotypical game manager quarterback. He... He yeah. did. He didn't make mistakes. He made good plays, but he really didn't do anything spectacular. You know, he he played in the uh, is it the XFL or the USFL, whatever team he's playing for. He had a really good week last week. Yeah, I saw. yeah. He's been. A, he was a backup for little, several years. For several years. I yeah. think he still is, but I think he they offered him a starting gig in this XFL. So the league like, gave him the opportunity to get to where the city he wanted to be in. Yeah. So he's he threw for over four hundred yards and six touchdowns. Nice. I saw, which was. A new record for, I think, the USFL is what he's playing in. I haven't seen any of those games. I've, I've seen a few highlights here and there, but I haven't seen any of it. I watch them when I'm at work because there's literally nothing else on TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Anyway, uh, as we said, we're, we're doing the draft on the night of the draft. Uh, Trav, you're, you're a Kansas City fan. Yeah. yeah. They uh, don't pick till last because they won the Super Bowl. So, congratulations. <laughs> Uh, what do you think they need? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, they probably, I would say, I, I would think they need to go for a defensive line. They need a, another good pass rusher. Yeah. They were injured a little bit last year, and then they uh, traded off. Uh, last year they'd uh, gotten rid of, um, oh, I can't remember his name now. They traded him to, to the Rams, their defensive end. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they could use uh, some D-line and, and maybe a, another receiver. They, when they got rid of Tyreek Hill, they kind of lost some speed. Yeah. No, I, I'd like to see the Packers go receiver. I really would. Um, do you know the first year of the NFL draft? That was one of the things I looked up, like the old history um, – it was uh, 1936, wasn't it? With uh, 1936, the very first NFL draft ever. Uh, the the thing that led up to it, there was a man named Stan Koska, who uh, played at University of Minnesota running back. Yeah, uh, he was a beast, had a great collegiate career, but at that time, guys were just signing pretty much whoever they wanted. Yeah, it was just kind of a free for all. They would find players and sign them right at random, and then it was it was very disorganized. There was and it, it wasn't. Super competitive. Yeah. Well, there were some teams that had more money than others, so the teams that had more money could go after better players. They were trying to kind of equalize the league or make the league a little bit more competitive yeah. across the board. Well, Koska, he, he was the first player to ever have a holdout. Oh, really? He held out for like nine months. Uh, he ran for mayor during his holdout <laughs> of, of uh, Intergrove Heights, Minnesota. Lost. Uh he became the highest paid player in the NFL, signing at uh, five, a $5,000 contract with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay. Yeah. The, the, due to this, the NFL made the draft in 1936. It took them a few years to get their shit together and get the yeah. draft going. But because of, of Stan Koska is the reason that we have a draft. 1936 rolls around. They have their very first draft. It's held in Philadelphia at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the very first pick ever was. I got that. That was, let's see here. Where was his name? 
the Jay Berwagner. Yep, Jay Beerwanger. <laughs> and the thing is, uh, he was the number, the first ever number one draft pick, and he didn't even play. He opted out of not playing because he became a foam rubber salesman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the thing is, that paid better than an NFL player back then. And you're, they, you're not going to find many jobs that pay better than an NFL player today, and definitely not yeah. foam rubber salesman. So that, so that first draft, there was uh, 90 players available for draft that I saw. Um, and it said there was 81 players selected in that draft, but only 24 of them chose to play. Yeah. They said the rest of them actually had regular full-time had, jobs. Had real jobs. They had real jobs yeah. that paid better or were more stable, more secure. So that's why I'm not in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted a, a real job. Yeah, I got a full-time job. That was yeah. I had, I had several offers. I don't know if I, <laughs> if I told you. Yeah. Yeah. So the draft, the draft kind of went about its way throughout the years. Uh, it really wasn't a big deal. They, you know, they had the draft, and, and everybody was kind of picked on. You know their reputation, word of mouth. They didn't really have a, a lot of scouts that went out and checked people out. Yeah. They, they started getting into it. Um, TV rights started coming along. More money came yeah. along. Teams uh, developed scout their scouting classes, and then they started holding combines. Well, so before the combines, even though there's what they did is because the the media coverage wasn't there, and because. Uh, Technology wasn't there like it is nowadays. Is back in the '40s and '50s, they would uh, some of the teams actually kind of join together in like little groups of teams. Yeah, uh, and they would kind of scout players for each other. So you'd have one one team would go to this region, another team would go to this region. But yeah. they would look for players kind of for their little group. Yeah, and eventually there was like three main groups of teams that had formed these little coalitions to scout players, and then. Uh, like you're saying with the TV rights, when they finally came along, and CBS, I think it was, that signed some of the first, or and ABC had signed some of the yeah, first Yeah, ABC original. did. They decided, to, like you're talking about, that's how the word combine uh, became to exist, because the three little scouting coalitions combined into one yeah. group to to have like a, a big scouting day where they would, would uh, evaluate athletes. Yeah, and... Uh... The one of them, the, what are they called? The N, shit, I had the name of them. NFA? Yeah. National Football Association? Yeah. Uh, that was one of the scouting combine? Yeah. It was in Indianapolis. And that is why they were based in Indianapolis, and that's why today's combine is held in Indianapolis every year. Yeah, they were the largest of the three groups. They kind of seem to be the most organized, so the other two kind of joined in with them and yep. let them kind of run the show then after that. Yeah, so now it's held at Lucas Oil Stadium, home of the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Has been for several years. That is an awesome stadium. I've, I've never been inside it, but I've seen it from the highway. I like that stadium, too. Yeah. I just like the, how it looks. It looks like a big, giant warehouse. Yeah. Almost. It doesn't yeah. look like an actual it's real... Not, it's not... It's gritty, yeah, which I like. Exactly. Yeah. I like it, yeah. It looks industrial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unique. I like that. But, I mean... I guess I, I think SoFi is also beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's that was, more, <laughs> that was more artistic, more modern. It's amazing, yeah. I like Lambeau, though. For, I mean, yeah, the you old, school, old yeah. school sitting on concrete, <laughs> being cold. Yeah. So the draft, obviously, this year is held in Kansas City, uh, home of the Kansas City Chiefs. The last time that the draft was held in the city where the Super Bowl 
team the Super Bowl winner came from was the Giants. Really? In, okay. In 2012, yeah. Okay, yeah. When, yeah, when Eli beat the uh, Tom Brady Patriots. Oh, yeah, that was the uh, the perfect season that got ended by yeah, yeah, and, Eli. Yeah, yeah, ended, yeah. But the 72 Dolphins were sweating that whole game. I'm sure they were, but I'll bet that, that champagne they had tasted so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so so not often is it held in, in the, the city where the Super Bowl was held. So it's pretty pretty cool that it's happening here this year. Uh, players have to have to be out of high school for three years to be drafted. Oh, I was wondering that because I didn't actually know that for sure. I knew that, like basketball players have to be out for a year for the NBA, but I didn't know. Yeah, that's why. Uh, do you remember Maurice Claret? I've heard that name. He was he was a running back for the Buckeyes. He was a phenomenal college yeah. running back. One season, then he opted out of college and got an agent. But he was still ineligible for the draft because he wasn't three years removed. Oh, okay, yeah. So he fucked himself. I mean, really. Yeah, really. Because and it, it makes sense, though, because the NFL is such a physically demanding sport. You know, you want that maturity level. To, right. You want people to be able to grow yeah. and reach that well, muscle mass. In the, in the... It's, it's pretty cool. So, so the... Uh, the uh, I don't know if it's the chancellor or the dean or whatever of Notre Dame University actually came out a few weeks ago and said that he thinks that the NFL needs to start a minor league. Yeah. And uh, the goal of it was to give the kids who want to go to college an opportunity to go to college. And then the kids who don't want to go to college can be drafted essentially and play in the developmental league. Yeah. Which... I don't think is a bad idea. No, I, and, I, and I was hoping that maybe, and maybe that's what the goal is too, because you got the XFL now and the USFL. Maybe yeah. one of those can get kind of picked up by the NFL as like a D league for for that. Yeah, and I uh, can kind of be their give us take some, one of their some wing. farm teams and some, yeah. some some large but not ma- major metropolis type cities. Yeah, or even pick up both of them, have <clears throat> like double A and triple A almost. Yeah. like now because and I think that would help. Scouting that would help. Uh, I do your too. Player pool that would like yeah because players are always getting injured, so you'd have a, a pool of players that you could pull right. from. Right, instead of just having to sign guys off your practice squad, you'd actually have minor leagues to pull up from. Yeah, purchase their contract. I, I think that would be cool. Uh, I, it would, uh, you know, it would it would spread more teams into into cities that don't have them because even some of the USFL and XFL teams are in cities where there's NFL teams. Yeah. Like well, Seattle, you know. Yeah, and the thing is, though, too, I don't know what kind of the, the legalities of it is, but you've got a lot of these cities or, or big towns that have college stadiums that go unused. On Sundays? Eight months out of the year, though, even yeah. if you had them in the, in the spring or something. Yeah. That you could be using those stadiums, either, like you said, either on Sundays or, or at a different time of the year when they're not getting yeah. used. Or even well, just, and I, I think it would be a big enough draw. At least in some stadiums where they would build their own, yeah. Or in some cities where they would build their own stadiums, like you look at, like minor league baseball. Yeah. You know they have their own stadium. They don't play at collegiate stadiums. They don't play at you know high school fields. They play at yeah. You know, often city funded stadiums, but a lot of times it's privately funded. Yeah. You know by by private companies. I don't. I mean, uh, I think it would be a winning endeavor for these franchises to have uh, a pool of developmental players maybe it'll get some traction because i mean every every other the 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 nba has it the baseball has it hockey has it yeah so, and, and football is the most popular sport in america yeah. or so. even and even soccer you know it, yeah, that's true 
football has yeah. uh, minor league teams and all that stuff too. So yeah. I think it only makes sense that they could do something like that. I agree. Uh, as, as I'm sure all of you probably know, that the uh, draft order is determined by the final season rankings. Yeah. Uh, worst first, Super Bowl winner last. Uh, there are often trades that happen, i.e. the Rodgers trade yeah. or or just now this the Texans traded the Cardinals and got the second and third pick. Uh, the one that sticks out to me the most, the biggest trade in NFL draft history was the Saints when Ditka was coached. Oh, okay, yeah. Traded their whole fucking draft to pick up Ricky Williams from the Longhorns. Yeah, and uh, Ricky Williams was a, a great player too, but he ended up almost being one of those players that's kind of talked about as almost a, a bust player well, he, almost. He had he, his priorities weren't right. Yeah, or whatever. You know what I mean? He he, uh, you know, he enjoyed football. He was a, a phenomenal football player, a great running back at Texas. He was a great running back with the Saints. He was a great running back with the Dolphins when he came back. Yeah. But in the middle of his career, he took a, a couple seasons off and went on tour with Lenny Kravitz and just got high as shit for a while. Yeah. And that's and he he just came out and admitted that too. He just said, I'd rather smoke weed right now than play football. So Yeah, so I mean I'm sure he doesn't regret it. He he ended up doing okay. Yeah. But, I mean he didn't he's never gonna be in the hall. Yeah, that's one of those things. And I, I, doing some of this research, too, the, I came across some players that just made shitty decisions that ended their careers on some of them. And B. John Robinson just got picked. I think this dude is going to have a phenomenal NFL career. I, I really do. He's one guy who I think is going to be amazing. Also a Longhorn. But- yeah, because like, you see some of these players, that you know, they have all the talent in the world, and some of them have just... Either get out, get in legal trouble, or get arrested, or yeah, something, and, and just screw their career for making dumb decisions. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of guys. That, you know, that's that's a really common thing. Yeah, well, and it, it happens in all the sports, though. Too, I guess it just. I'm I'm curious to see because because a couple of the Lions and and some of the Falcons just got caught gambling on football games this yeah. week. So well, I don't know how that's going to impact their draft picks. Now. Well, the thing is though, too, it's like with. Gambling, you know, you automatically think back to like Pete Rose, and now he's got banned for life from yeah, baseball. From all. So I mean, what are what is the NFL going to do with these players that were were gambling? And they said they were gambling. They're on the company facility or the team facilities yeah. and stuff too. Yeah. Well, with the availability of just to gamble from your cell phone now, it's hard to it's hard to really keep tabs of these guys that are doing it. But I mean, why would you fucking risk it? It exactly. makes no sense, man. You're, yeah. You're making. Yeah, a shitload of money. To, it's one of those things where they think they probably they're not going to get caught, or who's going to know about it? Kind yeah, of thing, I get it. I just don't get it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, like we were saying, there's there's my my favorite part of the draft is my, I, I love the mock drafts. I love seeing how people's opinion changes. How. Well, the trades impact the different, like the Mel Kuyper board, whether you like Mel Kuyper or not, I'm not a huge fan of the guy personally, but uh, I do like watching his, his picks change. He's kind of the go-to. Well, they, 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 but they change like daily almost. I know, I know. And I, I don't love, know if I I've ever it. seen one actually, they might get the number one pick correct every once in a while, but it's like, yeah. it seems like they're never, I don't think I've ever seen one that's been uh you know, from top to bottom, correct? Yeah, 
Because well, because there's always like last minute trades that go on that nobody saw is coming, or yeah, or a player get picked. You're like, why did they pick them? They needed this. Like they're they'll pick a player sometimes that nobody saw coming. Almost it seems what's, like. What's your favorite part of the? Have you do you watch the combine? I have, but usually no. What's your favorite part of it? Most people gravitate towards the forty times. Yeah, the forty times. Uh, I was an offensive lineman, so some of the lineman events, like the bench press stuff, was like yeah. some of the stuff I always kind of gravitated to. I, man, I remember watching Takeo Spikes when he was benching, and that dude did like thirty-seven reps. Yeah, yeah, and the, but that guy's neck was like a fucking road cone. <laughs> yeah, or just no, yeah, it was just a, a triangle or. Mm-hmm. Just no neck attached that to the That yeah. dude was a monster from, yeah. from the word go, man. Uh, 40 times, I really like. I like watching the quarterbacks throw those deep routes, the post routes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, too, that I uh, – it's kind of not related, but like the old school Pro Bowl competitions they used to have. that The real Pro Bowls? Yeah, where yeah. they would – the quarterbacks would have like the chalk on the footballs. They'd have to hit the targets. Yeah. And, and – uh, the bench press stuff and, and just different competitions they would have that week leading up to the yeah, Pro Bowl. Back when it was fun, man. Yeah. The Pro Bowl hasn't been fun to watch for several years. No, no. I think it was like the... This year it was a flag football game. Yeah. Yeah, like the early 2000s was probably the last time it was any good. Yeah. That... Yeah. Back when it was still in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And it was after the Super Bowl. So that way, like, Super Bowl players could be in it, though, too. So... Yeah. All right, so let's cover some draft busts. Draft bust. Okay. Who, who, in your opinion, is the biggest draft bust of all time? The biggest draft bust of all all time. There's been some that have been uh, up there. That's been, been some legendary busts. Yeah. Uh, I think probably it's probably your number one too, maybe uh, because he actually changed the way contracts were written. Ryan Leaf. For different reasons. Mine is also Ryan Leaf. Okay. Uh, I fucking hate him because he's from Montana. <laughs> and so am I. And he did so it's, it's like a personal vendetta against this motherfucker. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Ryan Leaf, he was uh, he was a dick. He went number two overall behind Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, and they, and they were, the, thing, the thing is, too, during that draft, they were comparing Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf together. They were saying they would both be these generational quarterbacks. Yeah. And they would both be in the Hall of Fame. Well, and Ryan Leaf had a phenomenal college career. Yeah. You know, in Washington State, they played Tennessee in the national championship. I watched it in my grandparents' bedroom on their little 13-inch TV. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he when, when he got picked and uh, ended up just being a little bitch. Well, he ended up like fighting with people within the within locker his, room. Yeah, and he, he was he was divisive in the locker room. He was terrible on the field. He threw like fourteen his, his, touchdowns and like thirty-seven interceptions in his career. Yeah, his his touchdown to interception ratio for his career was fourteen and thirty-six. Thirty-six. I'll good guess. So he he threw more than t- twice as many picks as he yeah. did touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just a, a terrible number two overall pick. Then. Uh, Factor in the legal trouble that he's had with yeah. with break-ins to people's houses, uh, drugs, yeah, uh, assault. He got domestic uh, arrested on, on a domestic violence charge a couple years ago. Uh, he did some prison time in Montana up at Deer Lodge. I yeah, know. Uh, I know he got also convicted in, in Texas, but I think it, they ran it, his sentence concurrently with or uh, 
Yeah, concurrently, and allowed him to spend the time in the prison at Montana. <laughs> but he, uh, I, he was on a pre-draft program today, and I thought, how the fuck can you have this guy? Yeah, exactly. Doing your analysis of the draft, this guy was sucked, the... and he's a piece of shit human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, he was such a piece of shit, and he and he screwed over the organization so bad that when the next round of uh, collective bargaining uh, came around with the players. They, it was known as the Ryan Leaf clause and they're in the uh, contract negotiations. And yeah. now that's where you see the rookie contracts where there can't be over a certain amount. Yeah. And they can't be renegotiated within their first four years. First, first five, isn't it? Well, they could do that fifth year option. It's the is first, that what it is? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's because Ryan Leaf was like, they hit on a contract like $50 million yeah. and $26 million of it was guaranteed. And he Which is just crazy. Turned out to be a turd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that a close second is Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, big dude, huge dude, could throw the ball a fucking mile. You know, had a pretty decent career at LSU. Uh, again, uh, just a, a incredibly disappointing NFL career, number one overall pick. Yeah, there, there was uh, they talked about he just his work ethic was pretty yeah, high. He, was, he, he was didn't garbage, do any game yeah. study or anything like that. Just. He did put the work in yeah. that uh, that was required of an NFL quarterback. I think that some of that though too. Some of these NFL quarterbacks too that they have to put so much time and effort into studying game film yeah, and learning the playbook. Like yeah. some of these teams have really, really advanced, intricate playbooks. Well, not even that. Well, all of them do, but I mean, some more than others, obviously. But some of them, uh, even they learn basically the playbooks of the other teams that they're playing though yeah. too. Uh, there was one funny story. It was about. Uh, what was his name? I just had it. Um, he played for the Chargers for such a long time. Rivers? Philip Rivers, yeah. And uh, he's kind of had like the persona that he was kind of the country boy that was. Yeah, the, the bumpkin, yeah. But uh, then he was smart, though. But He, 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 he was. It yeah. was uh, I watched him in college. He played at NC State when I was stationed in North Carolina. There was a story. I think it was uh, Ray Lewis was talking about uh, Philip Rivers one time. And. Uh, he said he had lined up in a gap for a blitz, and Philip Rivers called out to him and said, "Hey, you're lined up wrong. You need to be over there in that other gap." You know, because they'd called this call, and then yeah. he lined up, and and he said, "You know what? He was right. I was in the wrong gap." <laughs> you know, it's, uh, Rivers. Have you ever heard him trash talk? Oh, and it's like a because he does, Yeah, he does it. He does not swear at all. He, yeah, he, he will not cuss. But. His trash talk is hilarious. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to put a clip in there on the yeah, video he's, of he's, trash talking. He's a good dude. I liked him, man. He's got like yeah. 15 kids. <laughs> no, he's, he's a good dude. I like I like Rivers. He was fun to watch in NC State. But, yeah, he, uh, some of those quarterbacks know the opponent's defensive playbook better than they do. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of people will disagree, but I'm going to throw out Andrew Luck. Yeah. Not because of the guy's ability, but just because he, he retired so young. He retired so early. Pretty much without warning, and I mean, I've, I feel like he kind of got screwed over though. He had such a bad offensive line. That he he had, did, and he got hurt. I know he had some concussions, and I feel, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. You know, I think I think that had he played longer, he could have had a phenomenal career. The guy was yeah super smart, really good quarterback. Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm not saying he's a bust because I've been thinking against the guy. I think he was. Yeah, you know, he could have been a lot better. I think if he had a lot better support around him, I think. Well, and I mean, I, I also agree with retiring young. Yeah. Uh, to save yourself, you be on football. You have the rest of your life to live. Yeah, you, exactly. You see a lot of guys that are experiencing the CTE thing. You got 
obviously everybody knows the Aaron Hernandez story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got Junior Seau, you know, you got Sean Merriman, you got guys who went through some shit. Yeah, they that, have uh, these uh, these long-lasting... Uh, yeah, uh, so guys, guys who were, you know, Tiki Barber retired young, Luck retired young, I get it, I yeah. understand it. I'm just saying, I, I, I gotta consider that a bust. Uh, I would say Cheeseburger Eddie Lacy, I consider a bust. Oh yeah, that was uh, uh, Alabama running back. Yep, you know he had he had two one thousand yard seasons, which is great. But again, work ethic. Yep. Uh, they had to put clauses in his contract that he got bonus paid if he came into camp under two hundred fifty pounds. That's right. I remember because they had to put was, him on a diet when he, he got was to camp because he was so overweight. He didn't go skinny dipping. He went chunky dunk. <laughs> chunky dunk. Yeah, yeah that's he, was, how he was a chub. He was a yeah. chub. Uh, See, uh, we was talking about uh, more bust. Uh, Manziel was another one. That, oh yeah, yeah, classic bust. And there were and there was talks of him being, you know, when he got drafted by the Browns, they were talking about he would be bigger than LeBron in Cleveland. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And you kind of see, how, but you know, he Manziel came back out uh, a few years after all this had came out on a, a podcast and was talking about how he he screwed himself. He, he admitted that he was. At fault with how yeah. he handled yeah, things. Yeah, he finally he did. And uh, and he said his his mentality. He said he said I did those guys wrong in that team because the the work that I put into college ball, I did not do that in the NFL. He said I, I just I didn't take it serious. It, it seems as though the Browns are bust. They prone. yeah. You know, you, you, uh, Mayf- Tim Couch Baker, was another Tim Couch Baker Mayfield. Yeah, is is to me a bust. He, yeah. he didn't pan out. Uh, Josh Rosen, I think, is a bust. And I feel like he didn't get a, a chance to really show what he had in the NFL. But I still, where where are you now, Josh Rosen? You know? Yeah, like some of these guys that just, it almost seems like, a, you know, you got the Madden curse. It's yeah. almost like the yeah. Browns curse. You get drafted to the Browns and it's. Yeah, like you're a... going to have a rough go. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh, what's his name? He played. Uh, he had he'd probably be the best college play I've ever seen. Uh, he was a defensive lineman for South Carolina. Ooh, I don't He's know. always uh, oh, uh, I can see his face. Uh, yeah, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, yeah, Jadavian Clowney. I I would also consider him a bust. Just because he's been so injury prone through his NFL career, yeah, you've, you've you've never seen what the guy could accomplish because he's such a beast on the field. But he's just never on the field. Yeah, exactly. It you seemed know, like he's every always other, hurt. Yeah, there was uh, some players that seemed like they never could just break free of the injuries. Like they would get they would get healed up, play a game, or, or and then get hurt again, and it, and it just they never could uh, break out of that out of that shell. Yeah. But that that play for South Carolina, that fumble recovery was <laughs> world class. Best play I've ever seen. I think in my life. The. Uh, I we'll want to put a video of that up on there too, baby. Yeah, you... shit was out of control. So we've been talking about you know, like player bust. One thing I was looking at, at at bust and stuff. There was a few coaching busts, which is not draft related, but there's been a few NFL coaching. Uh, Nick Saban is, uh, is the one that comes to mind for yeah, me the, the most. Yeah, he was terrible. And then uh, would he last four games and quit? <laughs> well, and then there was uh, the most recent one is the whole Urban Meyer fiasco. With, with Jacksonville, yeah, that's true. Man. And uh, he went two and eleven before he got fired, and they had yeah. a 
something the bar incident where he was he was groping that girl yeah yeah and but then another one so it's it's a another guy that's kind of uh famous and infamous here in arkansas is uh bobby petrino yeah and his motorcycle wreck well his motorcycle wreck <laughs> but uh but you know he uh was he coached the falcons for yeah and it's funny so uh <clears throat> it was what was it the date so on december 10th so we're we're the Atlanta Falcons on December 10th, I can't remember what year, it was 2007, I think it was, Michael Vicks gets convicted of the dogfighting thing, gets yeah. sentenced to prison. December 11th, Bobby Trino quits and goes to Arkansas to be an Arkansas coach. <laughs> <laughs> Vicks out, I'm out. Yep, Vicks out, I'm out. <laughs> and he had, he, had told the, he had told the team, though, that, oh, no, he was staying, but nope, when Vic got That happens all the time, he was, man. He all was going. these guys do that shit. Yeah. Uh, Josh McDaniel has been a coaching bust. Bill Belichick was a coaching bust in his first run, though. Yeah, he, he coached he, the Browns. He coached the Browns. Coached the, yeah. Yeah. the Browns hey, back up again. Cleveland, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, he coached the Browns and did a really bad job. So did McDaniel. Actually, he coached the Browns and did a bad job. Well, they talked about uh, uh, Ditka being a bust at, when he coached the Saints. Was uh, yeah, he made some stupid decisions. They said, you know what? He, he coached the Bears for a long time too, right? Yeah, and that was he did well the there. Five Bears are. Yeah. You know, one of the top four or five best teams ever. Yeah. That's all the notes I have wrote down. I'm winging it from here on out. All right. Uh, I, I did want to talk about some draft steals. Some draft steals. Okay. Yeah. Some 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 big name guys that you got for, you know, a, a gamble, basically. Yeah. Late, yeah. late in the draft picks. Everybody knows Tom Brady. Oh, that's one of the reasons why I always liked Tom Brady. Because he always had played with that chip on his shoulder. Like I feel, I feel like he still held a grudge for getting picked. Like it was like two thirty six or something like that. He got picked. Well, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, he he. Uh, but Brady was he was not a superstar collegiate quarterback no. either. You know, and he's a Michigan guy. I'm not a Michigan. I'm Ohio State fan personally. Uh, yeah. So I don't really care for Michigan. <laughs> but uh, Brady was not a world class collegiate quarterback. Like Rodgers was, you know. And Rodgers played at Cal, which isn't a, you know, it's not a. a Alabama, it's not an Ohio State, it's not a Georgia, yeah. it's not a huge ticket team. But Rodgers draft, he, he fell really far. You know, he thought, everybody thought he was going to San Francisco and he ended up in Green Bay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Brady is the the uh, biggest late round pick in NFL history, I would say. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think anybody would agree to that. Uh, some other guys, though, who were who were late round big time pickups. Bart Starr. This is when the draft was like a lot of rounds. Oh, Bart yeah. Bart Starr got picked in the fucking 17th round. 200th overall selection. It sounds like the baseball draft. It's like the, in the 99th round we picked yeah, this Yeah, I mean, that's how it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bart Starr was the 200th overall pick out of Alabama. Uh, obviously, a Hall of Famer. Won the first and second Super Bowl in Green Bay. Uh, several other Hall of or, uh, other championships yeah. pre, pre-Super Bowl. Uh, Deacon Jones. 14th rounder, NFL Hall of Famer for the Rams, uh, out of uh, Mississippi Valley State. Uh, at the time, it was called Mississippi, Mississippi Vocational College. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was he was part of the Rams' uh, fearsome foursome. Yeah, an that's amazing right, yeah. line that they had uh, back in the day. <clears throat> uh, and Roger Staubach, 129th overall pick out of Navy. Uh, I didn't know he went to Navy. How did yeah, he yeah, yeah. He did four years active duty, and then uh, then uh, he was in Vietnam. Uh, he got the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl uh, 
or got to play with the Cowboys uh, when they became America's team. Yeah. Uh, two Super Bowl triumphs. Uh, That's you know, all. Yeah. A legendary uh, quarterback and a Hall of Famer. So you you can get some big big influence players, big influential players late in the draft. It's not super often. Yeah. Um, but it does happen. There was uh, there's a few players too. I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, there's a few players that ended up making it pretty big, at least for part of the career that weren't drafted at all. Oh, and Johnny U. Johnny U. Also was another one I forgot. Uh, ninth round pick, 1955 by the Pittsburgh Steelers. 102nd overall pick out of Louisville. 102nd. Yeah. And Joe Montana was a third rounder. Okay. Yeah, out of Notre Dame. Yeah, it seemed like some of these quarterbacks, though, too, especially that the when they went lower down in the draft, they ended up being more successful. Because I think some of them, you know, if they get picked like real high, like first, second round or whatever, yeah. they might be expected to start pretty quickly when they when they're after they're drafted. Yeah. They kind of get thrown right in the fire. Some of these quarterbacks that get drafted lower in later rounds. They get some time to marinate. Yeah, well, they they, they probably they're more likely to get picked up by a team that already has a starting quarterback. Yeah, they get they to learn grow a little bit and develop I, a little bit. Yeah. What which which do you think was the best draft class ever? Best draft class ever. Uh, actually, it was a, a class that had a, one bust in it. Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. He was the offensive lineman. Uh, for the Packers. Yeah, dude was doing. He, yeah, I remember his name. But he six was, foot he was, six. Had yeah, steroids. he was. He was pumping all the steroids in college. But that yeah. draft class, the top five. Well, he was. He he came. He got drafted second in yeah. the draft class. But number one was Troy Aikman. Yeah. Then you had uh, um, Deion Sanders, uh, Barry Sanders, and uh, oh, I can't remember the fifth one. But four out of that five of that draft, what the top four was. All Hall of Famers, and then you had. I I still think of the the '83 draft was the best ever. I mean, you had. I think that was the '87 or '88 draft. That was, was that sounds Aikman, about right. Yeah. But '83, you had Elway, yeah, Marino, and Jim Kelly. Oh yeah, that's right. That's three. Yeah. Three you know, big times right there. You, you figure you got you got. Obviously, Marino is, in my opinion, yeah. the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. That's you crazy know. how the career that he had and like the records he set. He was like the the big passing quarterback before. He was. That he's the, the best passing quarterback I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Uh, he just, you know, he made it to the Super Bowl that first year of his career in '84 and never went back. Yeah. But he he threw the way that today's statistically the way today's quarterbacks throw. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't have any of the rules protecting him. You know, yeah, the exactly. Guy, the guy was he was he was phenomenal. He was better than everybody. Uh, Elway had a pretty spectacular career. Jim Kelly, of course, made it to four Super Bowls and never won one. <laughs> you know, consecutively. Oh yeah, even even better. You know, so there there's I don't know. There's there's classes that are that are incredible. There's another a class that that was really good was the Tim Couch class because it had. McNabb and Akili Smith and, oh, that's and, right. and a lot of the really good college quarterbacks that never panned out. Yeah, yeah. Couch and Akili Smith both were bust. They considered they were. Yeah, yeah Akili Smith, man, he was great in college and he was just terrible in the NFL. 
I think he went one overall too. He was in the top five. I was I was going to say he came in third because that, that could be man. I would I would have to look it back up. Because Couch was number one, I think. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have to look it back up. But I just remember because I I really liked Akili Smith when he was in college. I really yeah. did. So. And that was another thing. Uh, the Bengals, you know, they had some. Other than now, you got Joe Burrow playing for them, but which I don't, I can't remember what he came in, uh, what draft he came in at. Three but, years ago. Well, I, I don't remember what number he was. He but, was one. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was first overall. Yeah. Uh, because they had a few quarterbacks they had drafted that busted though too. They, they were did. kind of the yeah, same as did. the Browns level. Yeah. Because they're for a long time they were bad. They were them and the Browns were always. Ohio's a good for, a good college state, <laughs> not a good pro state. Yeah. They were they were in competition for several years of the worst team. Yeah. It was the the Browns, the, the Bengals, and the, the Lions. I don't always, know, man. I th- I think the Bengals are going to be good for a long time. I think now. so. Yeah. They got they got. The best receiving core in the NFL, and yeah. they have ar- arguably, you know, yeah, well, definitely a top five young quarterback. Yeah, going back to like the late '90s, early 2000s, how they p- were playing, and, and compare that to yeah. now, that's that's night and day difference. Yeah, yeah. No, that with you know with with their their Jamar Chase and yeah T Higgins, man, they're they're set for so long. <laughs> I was so mad last what two three whatever year. When uh, T. Higgins was not picked up, it was the Jordan Love year, is what it was. Oh, okay, it was yeah, yeah. The Packers had a shot to grab T. Higgins, and they they grabbed Love, who I hope does great. Uh, oh, Packers are up right now, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that T. Higgins would have made all the difference in Green Bay, and I thought that they would have won another one or two Super Bowls. Yeah, had they picked up T. Higgins, uh, he could have made an immediate impact with Devonte Adams. There was not meant to be. <laughs> And now T. Higgins has a ring anyway. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? I'm all out. I'm all out too, I think. Uh, Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed the little little dabble into the history of the NFL draft. We didn't get super deep into it, but we're also distracted by watching the draft. We hope you are (laughs) as well. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully your team gets the players it needs. I hope they don't. I hope they... <laughs> the Packers aren't. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, we thank you for watching us. Uh, as always, check out our other websites. Yeah, check out our YouTube. Check out our Patreon. Yeah, we, uh, we posted our first Patreon video this week. and We'll try to keep adding to that every week. Try to put some exclusive content out there on that. So for you guys to check it out. Our base level subscription is only a dollar a month, so get on there and help us out. And, yeah. uh, it helps us buy beer for the podcast and, uh, yeah. and uh, keep putting out content. We need a new microphone. Yeah. I broke mine. <laughs> we're not cool enough yet to get sponsors, so, we, so we're sponsoring this ourselves and with maybe from some generous listeners like you guys. So. Yeah. So we appreciate it. We appreciate you stopping by the living room and uh, tune in uh, next time, guys. Yeah, we appreciate it.